Welcome back, everyone, to episode nine of Take to Take, our special election 43 episode today, <laughs> including a full 50 minutes of how a second term with Justin Trudeau will affect the Leafs. But I think uh, our offices here are projecting a uh, first round exit to the Bruins, but we'll uh, we'll keep you updated. Um, I'm kidding. My name is Luke Burrows, and I'll be kicking things off today as opposed to uh, the usual Nick Robinson. He is here, though, sitting across from me. And we're also glad to welcome back for his season debut today, Patrick Tallon. Uh, Patrick Tallon, eighty-one, uh, over a thousand Twitter followers, <laughs> might I add. Patrick, it's uh, it's good to have you back. Yeah, I'm happy to be back. Sorry, I wasn't here last week, but uh... that's okay. That's understandable. Um, we've got a lot to get into today, uh, so we can get started now. Nick and I did our awards and uh, standing predictions last week, so we can uh, run through yours. Patrick, um, I haven't put a lot of thought into my standing predictions, That's but I'll good. run okay. through my trophy winner predictions. Sure. We can... uh, Rocket Richard. No, hold on. Sorry. Um, I oh. had, I'm just going to preface each of these with what uh, Nick and I had. Um, I had Ovechkin. Nick had Matthews. Go ahead, Pat. I have Ovechkin. Okay. Can we move on to the heart? Sure. Yeah. Let's move right Are along. Are you going to keep heart. telling me yours and then I'll go back to mine? Yeah, you guys yeah, can do that. That's do what that. we're going to do. Okay. Uh, so heart. Uh, I had McDavid, Nick had Barkov. I also had McDavid. Art Ross? Okay, I had McDavid, Nick had McDavid. Okay, McDavid. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Seen a, cle- a clear theme. <laughs> I think Pat might have been listening last week. Uh, Selkie? Uh, I had Bergeron, Nick had Barkov. I had Barkov. Okay. Uh, Norris? I had Hedbin, Nick had... Hedbin? Who did Nick have, Luke? Tell, tell him who Nick had. No, Nick, why don't oh, you, you say... Oh, I know who you had. I heard about that. Yeah. Um, that's a... Who did you have, Nick? <coughs> Miro Heiskanen. Miro Heiskanen. Yep. Yeah. You okay. did. You not did happen. have him. That's just not happening. That was your selection. Uh, I have Hedman, but I was talking to a member of the other show um, about the possibility of them doing like a Pity Norris, how they've done before, like maybe with Petrangelo. I think that's a possibility. But right now, I'm going to sit with Hedman. Vesna? Really? Petrangelo, yeah. It's possible. I think it. Okay. Okay. Uh, sure. Vesna, I had Ben Bishop, and Nick had Freddie Anderson. I have Andre Vasilevsky. Okay. None of these are really <laughs> conversation worthy, but uh Okay, um And then we forgot, I guess Nick and I forgot to do our Calder picks last week, so these yes. are kind of off the at least it's off the top of my head. Uh uh well Pat, why don't you go first for this one? I have Quinn Hughes. Get this get that smirk off your face, buddy. Nuh-uh. Luke, that's a big smile on your face right now. Just trying to. Continue. Too bad the live streaming's down, eh? Yeah, I know. I wish they could see just the big grin on your face right now. Uh, Nick, who'd you have? So before the season started, oh, I was I was real hopeful um, about Drake Batherson and the Ottawa Senators. I was really hopeful after the way he tore up the AHL this year. Drake Batherson played two games for the Senators this year. It did not look very good. So uh, I've since switched mine and my pick for the Calder Trophy, since now we're a few games in, is Kill McCarr. Hmm. Um, okay, you're, you're I... silence after that one? That, okay, yeah. That's uh, a fine pick. I have Jack Hughes. Oh, that's generic. Not, not, yeah, well... Not, like, I would, I would pick That would have been generic eight games ago, but I don't think that's generic anymore. I don't think he's in any way leading the rookie race right now. Yeah, no, no guy, guy's got, what, he's only scored points in... What two out of yeah. like eight games or whatever it is? That was one out of eight. Yeah, so probably, just scored his first goal, goal on that's it. Saturday. That's about it, yeah, Bacar's got eight assists in nine games. By the way, 
Right on. Your standings. Oh. Uh, we can start. Actually. It wasn't in the breakdown, so I don't Oh, sorry about that. that. Uh, no why don't we start idea. in the east? One, two, three from each uh, division, and then your wild card. Um, I would have to go with. I, I think Montreal is going to crack that wild card spot, I got to say. Um, but give me a second here. Just, uh, Pat has to head to NHL.com <laughs> slash standings. Well, yeah, I didn't, uh, I didn't prep for this. This wasn't on the rundown. Um, yes, it was. Pat, I really admire your dedication <laughs> to this show. Of like, um, Washington, Pittsburgh, and then right now it's Carolina, but I'm going to have to go. I think Montreal's going to going to sneak in there. The power over 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 Carolina over who over Carolina what? Yeah, not the, the uh, Carolina take, Hurricanes. Hot take. The, hot take. The, the, the one that's team my, that's like started the t- one of the yep. best starters of the league this year. Six and three. Yeah. I want to know what, in your opinion, makes the Habs better than the Hurricanes. Um, well, I'm a big fan of the Habs. So I mean, like, <laughs> well, yeah. Besides that, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I just uh, I think if 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 there's one year for Price to really go for it, this has to be it. The power play is clicking. You know, they got four second lines, so I can't really complain. Um, I don't think Buffalo is going to stick at the top. Uh, I could see Boston climbing. I could see. Um, yeah, I'd probably. I'd I think buy. you picked like six teams that are <laughs> in contention. I'm sorry. I, I'm looking at the four second lines right now. And you've so, jumped between so both Atlantic and Metro. Like, <laughs> I want to know what team you think Nick Cousins, Nate Thompson, and Nick Suzuki could be a second line for. And do not do not say exactly who I know you're going to say. What am I going to say? The Ottawa Senators. Yeah, I know. Exi- That's an AHL team. Tell, tell me an NHL team <laughs> that that could be a second line for it, Mr. Four second line. All right, hang on. Um, and then uh, I think Boston's going to climb to the top of the Atlantic. Wait, really? I don't think I don't think Buffalo is going to stay there. So who's your who's your top three so, in the so, Atlantic? So what about Montreal, Toronto, and Florida? Or sorry, Florida's Tampa had Bay, a rough Montre- start. Tampa Bay, Toronto, and Florida. What about those guys? Let him think. Yeah, give me a second. This is what this is why we prep everybody. This was not in the rundown. Okay, we'll go with. I can throw on a song if you want. But <sighs> throw, throw on the Jeopardy song right now. <laughs> do, 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 do. We'll go Tampa. We'll, yeah, okay, we'll go Tampa. I don't think. Well, Florida's had a terrible start, but we'll go Tampa. Then we we'll go Boston. Then we we'll go Toronto. And since you have the standings in front of you, I assume, can you tell me? Um, the team with the most games played, how many games played is that? Uh, Just to kind of reference all this, because we know. are about have that. three um, weeks, almost three weeks. In, uh, three weeks, Washington, yeah. Washington and Toronto. With how many? Nine? Ten. 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 Okay. Actually, you know what? When when would you guys say, how many games played do you think needs to, needs to have passed to um, kind of believe that a team is heading in that direction? Well, we've seen over the past couple of years sort of a trend of teams like 50 games in not even being down and out like the st louis blues were the worst team in the nhl january last yeah, year and they won the stanley cup yeah mm-hmm. the ottawa senators in 2014-15 were 26th in february and then they ended up making the playoffs so but those are obviously extreme cases i think really to count yourself out uh i'd say or sort in of, like yeah to count yourself out or in but like more specifically like the out like you're totally 98 percent out of it i would say is around the 45 game mark. really yeah okay i, I would go that but high. if if a team has if you're dead last 30 games in then like you're okay but even finish. 20 games if a team is uh like 12 6 and 2 
20 well, games yeah, yeah. in. I'm, I'm talking like, I'm more so talking, you can be out of a division race by 20 games in. Like, you can, if San Jose, who hasn't started well, is really, uh, like, say they win only, like, five, six games their first 20 or whatever, like, they're not going to win the Pacific Division based on that 20 games. You can win or lose a division 20 games. Like, we saw Buffalo last okay, year. Well. Remember when they won 10 straight last year in, like, November? And they were, like, at a 75% chance to make the playoffs? And then they ended up losing it? Like, you have to go really swing from one I would, extreme to the other. I would say 20 games in is when you can is a good tell of how good a team's going to be. I think I think 20 games. I, I'm not saying if they're in or out of the playoffs. I just think 20 games in, you can say, okay, this is probably how the team's going to go, aside from, yeah, those extreme cases that you talked about. But Yeah, I don't disagree with that. Um, but like I said, my my thing was more so making or qualifying for the playoffs. Um, okay, I'd, I'd, well, I'd base it around that halfway point. Pat, do you want to have anything to say, or are you still looking at the standings over there? No, I, I agree. I think. Okay, Pat agrees. Everything we just talked about. There's two two opposing points here, but Pat agrees. So Pat agrees. Let, let's head to that. <laughs> All right. Western so, Conference. Yeah, Pat. How's uh how's the West looking for you? Oh, I didn't even have that open. Oh my Can God. you guys give me a second? Isn't it on the same page? No, it's not. It's, oh, there we go. Okay. Um, are we doing cup picks? Have we done so, that? So happy to have no, you, we haven't. Patrick. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. Winnipeg exceeding expectations after their defense core, kind of just you know they're still not making the playoffs. We talked about that last week. Move on. It wasn't here. Um, I don't know how long Edmonton's going to do this. They don't really have any wingers, so I could see them slipping a little bit. But they don't have any wingers. So Is James Neal isn't going to win forward of core full Any wingers of quality? Um, I think Anaheim's overachieving as well. Do you but think anyone know. in the West is good? Yeah, I think Colorado. Colorado's my my cup pick. So I could see uh, spoil it. I could see the first two. With I could see Colorado and St. Louis State, but even St. Louis hasn't been playing that well. Um, I don't know. I'm looking at the at the wild card. What about uh? What about Minnesota? No, big yikes. I don't know. They just two. beat Montreal. Uh, pardon. <laughs> that 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 is the playoff contenders that are better than the Carolina Hurricanes, Montreal Canadiens. Yeah, so Minnesota is probably going to be pretty good. Yeah, no. By that logic, but uh, uh, I think San I, San Jose will climb. Um, okay. Do you have like a? Are you just kind of ballparking all this? Do you yeah. have a pretty good? Li no, no list. No, no, no one in the wild card or. Like, mm. there's, there's, I think there's a few teams you haven't named, but we can uh, we can we can move on. I think that was that was a, a good was a, overall good overall look. Thanks, Pat. Uh, let's move on to our first uh, non-time relative question i uh prompted you guys a while ago to come up with an award that isn't in the league that isn't awarded but you would like to see awarded um nick i'll start with you because i think you have one opposed to patrick <laughs> who i don't think does uh i don't so much as have one okay as much as i resent the idea of one I've seen the oh, propositions yeah, sure. or take one out. the past Alter couple one. years for like the people have suggested that there should be the award for the best defensive defenseman and the award for the best offensive defenseman. Uh -oh. I think it's like the biggest load of crap ever. Like that 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 one's brutal. Well, that's to a me. perfect segue into my answer. Oh, Split Norris exactly into what, offensive and defensive. Is that actually defense. what yours is? I have that written down. I right want to know what can I want to know what your reasoning is. Sure, I'll let, finish your thought, but then I'll go. Um. 
for me, the best all around def- the best defenseman does both those things. So but that's what should be recognized. What do you think of the Selkie Trophy then? Uh well, the Selkie Trophy is a good concept, but I feel like it's voted incorrectly on every year. Like, why would there be? And I, I don't know. Like, I'm not saying you have an answer to this, but why is there a Selkie Trophy? Like, why is there an award for um, offensive players that can play defense, but no award for defensive players that can play a certain offense or defense? If you know what I mean. It's a good question. Like. Yeah, so I can't, I, I can't exactly answer that. There, you, you you did good. That, that's a good question. Like that's I, I, that's a good point. Like obviously one to think about. But yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's a good question. Well, that's I a think... good question. You stumped me there. That's a good question. <laughs> um, I like the idea, and I think partially it's uh, it's my my answer of having an offensive and defensive award. I think partially it's because the Selkie Trophy exists. Um, but I think there's plenty of defense out there that are hard to compare to each other because they play an entirely different like style who, of defense. Who, would, who could win like the defensive defense? Chris Tanev. Oh, my God. I had that ready to go. That was locked and loaded. Can I, can I tell you who would win it like every year and who should win it every year? Who? Nick Jalmerson. Okay. Like every year. What about, what about offensive defense? Who would you give that to? I mean, see, I think that's what mostly the Norris is. It, it, well, usually it's not yeah. really. So I guess that's kind of a. <clears throat> but but the be, the best defense. But the, that, that goes play, back. Like, it's the best defense is how you play anywhere but the offensive zone. That's what being. The best but that goes that goes back like, to just how people vote on it too, though. Yeah, yeah, you're like, right. So the voting primarily Burns, points. Brent Burns is not good in his own end. Like he's not. See, but and that's the point of a defenseman. So a- analytically, like he's very poor. I in his think own because end the points. voting is so skewed and so uh, kind of miscalculated towards Norris voting maybe they should just split it up so there's no gray area like all awards are bad <laughs> like all nominees are bad there's something wrong with like the NHL, the NHL awards, awards every year like the Hart Trophy we can go have you go formed on. that opinion since what was it 2015 what when Doughty won the Norris yeah <laughs> yeah pretty much I've like boycotted the NHL awards <laughs> since then was really hopeful the year after that Carlson would uh, win it over Burns. And Too then... bad he's just not a good player, though. Yeah, that's that... unfortunate. You're a funny guy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, so I don't really have an award they should add. I'm pretty content with the selection of awards they have right now. Although, like, the the last thing I think we need to do is inject more, like, put more awards in that platform because, like, it's just a cause for more debate and a crapshoot that the NHL awards already are, in my opinion. Do you think any league does awards well? I will. I would. I would partially agree with you that awards like, are pretty uh, flashy and like commercial. Well, I don't know. I just like but. Uh, the English Premier League's awards. They do young player of the season, player of the season. That's it. And manager of the okay. season. That's it. They do three. It's simple. It's to the point. They don't break down by position. They don't or break anything. down by position. They get you give the golden boot uh, to the uh, player with the most goals. Like so, like the Rocket Richard. And then you do player of the season, young player of the season. So that's players under 23 and manager of the season. That's it. Okay. Simple. I don't have an award, there's never usually there. a lot of debate for it. Like that, that's like the beauty of it. It's pretty okay. clear cut. But even one final point on this, even then in the NHL on awards like, um, like most valuable player or most outstanding player, there are debates which are, you know, uh, anyway, I don't know. But like that, that I, would I be that, that would be like just the Ted Lindsay Award, the Ted Lindsay Award, the Ted Lindsay Award being awarded. So the best player in the league. Yeah. 
than the but Ted Lindsay for that. people under 23. Okay. I guess you would lower that age in the NHL, maybe do 21 in the NHL, just because there's a lot of really good players under 23. And then... So it's just like the Calder plus. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, and then you do manager or coach of the season. That's it. I'd be I'd be down for that. Okay. Patrick. Don't have an award, but similar to what Nick said, I actually wrote this down. Oh, you agree? It's, you just... <clears throat> yeah, I agree. Patrick agrees. I, no, I think Abolish like a the defensive defenseman, I don't know, like if... The best defense is being anywhere but your own, own 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 end. So like when people glorify block shots and stuff like that, it's not good. It's not a good thing that you're allowing shots. So Correct. a lot of defensemen that people Correct. like for those reasons um, doesn't really make sense. Um, the best type of defense is carrying the puck anywhere but your own zone. Correct. But that's just like the big analytics and tangible debate. Like the I think like the biggest analytics debate was probably the Chris Russell. How like the analytics community just despised him and yes because he's bad yeah because he's, he's not he's not a good hockey player but he blocks shots and does stuff that like looks like good defense so it's not but I think if any award were to come into play it would be like the defensive defenseman award because every time the Norris is announced it's usually by points and that's the first thing people to jump to it's is fu- like, yeah it's funny how we all say if we're in well like in this context we're saying if we're gonna add an award it'll be defensive defenseman because we're all that's what's basically talking. in then, agreement that the a- Norris is <coughs> offensive. But the only ones that are real debatable, like the year Brent Burns won it, like I, I didn't have too much debate over that because like he was good that year in both zones. He was pretty solid in both zones, like especially his offense, but his defensive zone was pretty clean that year. Um, the Drew Doughty year, again, it's not like he had a terrible year in both zones. Like he was bad in one of them, but like just Carlson was that much better that year. But Hedman and Carlson, their most recent Norris wins have been I don't think you can complain too much. And same with Giordano, because he's they're still all good defensemen. So I don't understand why you'd have to break it up. Because then, like, which one? So say Mark Giordano last year. How many points did he have? He had, like, 74 points, something yeah, like that? Yeah, and he was good. He was pretty pretty good in both zones. So which one do you qualify him for? Do you put him in the offensive one because he was, like, 74 points, or do you put him in the defensive one? Well, maybe they should just merge the two awards into one big best defenseman award. <laughs> oh man okay what okay, next topic let's go let's go I'm, um, I'm about done with this one <laughs> i'm about done with this one do you want to talk about uh melnick do you have thoughts on that there were some rumors yes oh yeah oh, i have lots of thoughts i like to come on here and talk crap about nick has his own hour Senators just talking ownership. about melnick. yeah I could, I could do like a whole show on this you guys you guys could like sit here you cue me up with an awesome intro like today you guys could be like, all right, see you, Nick. Just walk out of the room, and I'll sit here for an hour. But, yeah, so the, all the Sens ownership rumors have been around for a while now, uh, starting a couple of years ago with the uh, Cirque du Soleil group and uh, the Quebec group that was bidding for the Le Breton Flats land where the Senators were originally going to build their new arena. And Eugene Melnick, uh, his bid for that land failed last year, and... Uh, the Senators will not be getting a new arena like they originally planned. It was supposed to be here by like next year. Man, oh man, how I dream. lost in the mail or something. Yeah, how I dream of that. So uh, him and I forget the name of the guy he's going to court with. Um, It was his partner for that land, and they're suing each other for like a billion dollars each. So ever since that, um, all these more rumorship, ownership rumors (laughs) have uh, resurfaced. So starting like two weeks ago, with the supposed granddaughter of Robert Kraft, who owns the New England Patriots, was pictured. Uh, yeah, but that was th- that was like her Snapchat Bologna, story. Right? 
I'm getting to that. Okay, that was, that was her, that was her Snapchat everything. story. She posted like the money bag and the shh emoji. So, you know, ooh, obviously the sensor being bought by the post, Like what, which part of that story was baloney? Did, like, did she not actually post that? I don't or? think it was the granddaughter. It was just someone else. I think it was just somebody else. Okay. I got I, I to gotta double check that, but I don't think it was the actual granddaughter. But like, even then, um, it came out pretty quickly that the Crafts had no uh, business with the Senators. And I'm not sure what that was. It was just obviously like it's a false thing. It's, it, yeah, it's probably nothing. It's Senators fans grasping at straws at that point. But I think the most, uh, I think the thing that should be taken out of this uh, entire story is not that the Sens are uh, being bought by the Crafts, maybe, which they aren't, which is confirmed. But it shouldn't be that. The story shouldn't be who's trying to buy the Sens. The story should be, so look like how Senators fans grabbed and ran with this thing and how excited they got immediately because there was the thought that they were going to be changing owners. Like, the NHL has to seriously look at that. Well, and I, I also think, um, to realistically, a lot of that was, I think, who the potential buyer was like robert like craft i don't think but i don't think senators fans care at this i don't care at this point who buys them i don't think a lot of fans care they they just want anybody but melnick even if it's somebody absolutely terrible like robert Kraft isn't a great person there's all (laughs) there's things coming out about him left right and center his uh special dances and whatnot i don't follow the nfl too closely but there's a lot of stuff about robert Kraft. like robert robert Kraft wouldn't be the best owner in the world but again it's a change. That's all Senators fans want. They want a change. They want to feel like this team is eventually going somewhere. They want to feel like we're heading off this path that we've been stuck on, and it's like a complete. It's been a complete nightmare for like three, four years now. We they just want to change. And Bill Daly um, in the NHL offices like came out immediately and said like we have no problem with the way Eugene Melnick's been running the team. But like you have to look at the Senators' attendance this but year. But you can't really say. As, like Bill exactly can't that, really that's the thing that he can't he really say that he can't call out eugene melnick publicly yeah. obviously but i have to believe like the nhl i think we can all agree is like arguably the worst run league out of the big four in north america probably y- yeah okay yeah. i have to believe although my confidence in the nhl is very low over some of their issues and things that have surfaced i have to believe that seriously somebody is looking at this in that office and saying Look at how the attendance is dipping below 10K. Look at the boards a couple of years ago that the fans paid for the hashtag Melnick outboards in the city of Ottawa. They have to be seriously looking at the outcry and the reaction of just a simple Snapchat from Twitter and how that made headwaves that Sportsnet picked up and TSN picked up. They have to seriously look at that and say, like, there's a problem here. There is a big problem. There's a big disconnect yeah, now between this then, team and the city. Like, just one last. I I think there's a chance they just don't care. Like, Melnick and his Sure, but Chris just... Johnson later reported that uh, Eugene Melnick, although he's not actively... Like, Melnick knows like, what... Pushing to sell the team. Are. Like, he's listening to offers. He's trying to find out the valuation okay. of the team. I looked it up on Forbes. The Suns are currently valued at, I believe, $425 million U.S. dollars. So that puts them, I think, around the 20th in the league, which is not bad. Like, they, if I'm a person right now looking to invest in a sports team, I'm looking at the Ottawa Senators. I'm seeing two things. I've said this from the very start. The two things I'd have to do to immediately turn a profit on this team is go in, you buy it, 
you secure the land in LeBreton to build a new arena to put it down, put an arena downtown Ottawa. Because right now, the arena, I've been to it before, it's crap, it's in the middle of nowhere, nobody wants to go all the way out there, the parking situation's bad, it's just a bad experience. You put an arena in downtown Ottawa, because then you're going to fill it every night. Uh, you're going to fill it every night, not just because it's downtown Ottawa, because you're not Eugene Melnick. The Senators were a top five team in attendance 10 years ago when we, they were one of the better teams in the NHL. And that draw the, drew all the fans all the way out to Nepean, where the arena currently is. Or, sorry, Canada. And... Like, it, they're going to fill that arena just because downtown, just because fans are going to be excited about the new direction that the team is heading in, just because you're an owner. And then you rebrand the team's jerseys and their logo. All right. Uh, and let's wrap this. Let's wrap this one up. That may, Ottawa's like, terrible. Let's, uh, you're, there's a, that's all the fans want. They want a different a look, too. preview of Nick's hour right. on Melnick. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I'm um, going a bit over time here. But, like, you rebrand the team's logo and jerseys, and then those are going to fly off shelves. That's all you have to do. So and somebody please buy the Ottawa Senators. That's that's the summary that's of this it. message. Jeez. There we go. Um, Pat, you agree? <laughs> I agree. Pat agrees. Okay. <laughs> so uh, glad to have him back today. <laughs> <laughs> Moving Are we doing on. The captain thing now? Let's uh, yeah. Let's talk about captains. Um, just before we get into uh, some specifics, I want to ask you very quickly. Thirty seconds each. How important do you guys think captains are, um, Patrick? Uh, not that important. Actually, uh, this is a tough one. Okay, it depends on how much. How important is Shea Weber? Um, it depends on how much emphasis you want to put on like the intangible aspect of having tangible like, and intangible. Um, <laughs> we have a midterm later. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but no, I think uh, technically their only job aside from like wearing the C would be to like talk to the ref if, if like, they're the official one who can talk to the ref if a call might go a certain way. I know some teams like when they've lost their identity, when a coach has been fired, they feel the need to like establish a captain, and it helps with their, with their identity, and it helps them play better. And if there's like a quieter, do you think a captain? Sorry, do you think a captain is more important? Um, and I'm I'm not saying it's not important for one of them. I know it's important for both. But do you think a captain is more important for the team, like for the roster, or for the uh, fan base? Uh, ro- oh, roster, <clears throat> definitely roster. Okay, um, but again, like it depends. Like a lot of times quieter captains like the lead by example types everyone says well when when that person speaks up you really listen and and it's rare for uh who i don't know i'm gonna i'll cite shea weber he's very quiet and if there's a game where montreal had to come back and weber got really pissed off or whatever it's like oh he never talks he's our leader we listen when he walks in like his presence but it depends on how much emphasis or thought you really put into that if that really matters is a team as good with or without a captain i don't know but okay Big picture, I don't think it matters too much, to be honest. Nick, from a fan of a team that doesn't have a captain right now. Uh, as fans, I think we put a lot more uh, emphasis on the need for a captain than the team probably does. I think more so the captain is like a thing for the fans nowadays. I'm not sure necessarily oh, about... I said the opposite thing. Yeah. Wow. So Pat does not agree. We're going from one take to another. We're going from oh. take to take. Mm-hmm. Ooh. I wish we had a little music. Or a little, <laughs> anyways, a little sound effect. Yeah, yeah, we'll work on that. Anyways, um, I think we put a lot of stock into that as fans. Um, but I think if you listen to any member of a professional hockey team talk, they'll recognize not just like they won't single out their captain necessarily. They'll talk about like a group of leaders. Yeah, where that's like true. Um, the one example I heard like San Jose last year. Like, look how many different leaders you have in that room: Couture, Pavelski. Thornton, Carlson, Burns, Vlasic, 
right? I think the it, you you can't you can't single one person out from that group. Although okay. Pavelski was the captain, like I, I think most teams will refer to as the group of leaders, but... right? Um, so I think we put a lot more stock into it in the media, just okay. as a everybody needs a scapegoat. Yeah, like John Tavares going to be the least scapegoat now when they're struggling. Who? If the Leafs struggle, Austin Matthews. <laughs> if the Leafs struggle, they're going to obviously go to Tavares first. If um, Montreal struggles, they go to Weber first. They target the captain. The, the media needs someone just to be the scapegoat, and the organization needs somebody to face the okay. media. That's how I yeah, see it. Yeah, that's yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, Four teams without captains, Detroit, New York, Rangers, Ottawa, and Vegas. Um, if you had to name a captain on each of those teams right now, who would it be? We, uh, we'll start with Detroit, and we'll start with Patrick. Dylan Larkin. I agree. Luke agrees. Um, Luke agrees. And I'm, I'm just wondering why not, like it's too late now. If they're going to do it, they would have already done it. But why not someone like Green or Helm? Um, well, Green's getting up there. Like, isn't Green getting like? Yeah, Green's, he's getting, Green's gonna be pretty he? toast soon. But it's a okay. Sure, if you think about, if you consider that, I'm assuming Helm will or Helm's not actually as old as I thought. How old is Mike um, Green? But uh, 35. Yeah, obviously yeah, at this point no. they haven't named one of them either, so it's most likely going to be Larkin. Um, does Nick agree? Yeah, Nick agrees. Nick agrees. Larkin, Larkin would be a good choice. Uh, the Rangers. Uh, Mika Zibanejad. Luke agrees. And Nick agrees. Uh, Great discussion here. Same guys. thing, <laughs> though. Notch. Why, and obviously it's not going to happen now. It would have happened already. Why not someone like um, Kreider or maybe Stahl? Kreider's a UFA at the end of this year. Okay, didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, he's just a bench. So, I locked up for a little bit. Mark Stahl is not that good. So, <laughs> I, I mean, part part of naming a captain, the player's got to be good, right? I think, I think be, we're past that. He's got to be good I, enough. I think to the be last not the... good hockey player captain that we had was Chris Clark in Washington. That well, was ten years ago. Uh, okay, Florida's had some questionable captains. Stephen uh, there's, Weiss. There's another one that uh, stood out to me. New, uh, Vancouver just played them. Uh, New Jersey. Uh, Andy Green, I think. Okay, that's fair. That's interesting. That's fair. Um, um, but yeah, I think. Okay, so sorry. Most of the time, the players. Yeah, be no, good. I agree yeah, for sure. Therefore, I would go with not, Zibanejad. Yeah. Uh, Ottawa. I think Ottawa doesn't have anyone. Oh, like, never mind. Pat disagrees. Like they don't. I I have they Shab- just I have yeah. Shabbat, but that's and really, they just yeah. signed him for yeah. Eight years. He's like, locked up. He's like their only yeah. good player. So uh, yeah, for me, true. it's Shabbat or Kachuk. I probably lean uh, Shabbat. Yeah, I would as well. Uh, Vegas. Vegas. This one's a little. Uh, I feel like Nick's gonna say. I think Mark Stone down. complicates things. I I just. From from it my be, personal, it could be Stone. Well, I know that's what I'm saying. From my personal experience of watching Mark Stone, I know like what kind of player he is. I obviously see that the players responded really well to him last year, and he was going to be the captain of the Senators, no doubt. So I would say Stone for Vegas. But uh, but like you say, uh, I think you said it last week, Luke. With just the fact that the team's been there for three years, you probably go with the one one of the guys that's been there the whole time. So I don't know, Marcia or Smith. England. I think England would, would be It wouldn't a cool surprise pick. me if they did England. That would be again I'd like a that. Not, I don't know not what, I don't have no idea what his contract pick. is, but Oh, I have it. Hang on. You have Google? I have Cap Friendly. Cap Friendly. First one to get it wins. Yeah. Uh he's on his last year. No, nope, sorry. Yes, he is. Cap hit of a 700,000. Yeah, that would be um, that, w- that would be a yeah, I, hockey player. Yeah, I I guess I'll go with Stone. I don't know. Yeah, Stone, I guess. I don't know. I like Shea Theodore just as a person. 
and the way he talks to the media. Sure. But um, solid pick. You're allowed to pick him. You are. Yeah. You can have a different. Y- you can have a different here. opinion. I'm allowed yeah. to not agree. Okay. Yeah, Pat doesn't agree. Okay. Uh, Who was going to be the first to be named out of ooh, those four teams? Good question. I have Rangers. R- yeah. Or if, I wouldn't be surprised if Vegas did it. Uh, like it's. Yeah. They've got. They're yeah. going to do it eventually. You know what wouldn't surprise me if next summer. Uh, Three out of those four teams did. I wouldn't be surprised if Detroit, the I Rangers, doubt, and Vegas I think Ottawa will be last. Yeah, Ottawa's going to be last for sure. Um, yeah, I could see the other three. Ottawa's going to sure. wait till the year after. It, it, not this summer coming, the next, the next one. Summer. After like we get a year of Lafreniere or Byfield. After we get one year of those guys, I think they're going to do it. A little bit of trivia here. Um, I was informed this isn't a hard question, but I'll ask anyways. <laughs> Who is the... Which active captain has been captain longest? That's a good question. Uh, Nick Felino's got to be up there in Columbus. Uh, is it Miko Koivu? Oh, yeah. Is it Miko? He's been there a while. Um, final answers. Give me your final answers. Man, this is a good uh, put your phone down, Pat. This is a good question. Uh, um, Jonathan Taves. Has no, been... it's not Taves. It can't be Taves. Crosby? It's a Crosby. I have Crosby, final answer. Um, Chara. Okay, Chara. Um, Chara, yeah, wouldn't it be Chara? Crosby and Chara. Crosby was named captain uh, in 2007. Chara was named captain in 2006. Oh. Chara is the oldest captain. Um, Jonathan Taves, 2008. Miko Koivu, 2009, along with Alex Ovechkin. Word. Uh, Nick Foligno, 2015, so no. Oh, whoa. <laughs> um, actually, now that I have the captains list in front yeah, of me, I, I would say the worst captain, that's mean, but the worst captain in the league. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, ha- I hate your talkie te- hockey team from Luke Burroughs. Yeah. The worst captain. Your captain <laughs> this is sucks. a New Jersey Devils attack. Uh, Andy Green is the worst captain yeah. in the league. Uh, I would say Bo Horvat, but Pat? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Go Bo I don't know about that. I'd maybe say... Yeah, okay. Um, who's the most recently named captain? It's Bo Nobody's Bo Horvath. Yeah, okay. Um, Next topic. Moving on. I want to talk about outdoor games. Yay. Uh, I feel very strongly about these because uh, I have a question to prompt you guys here. Do you guys know when the next outdoor game is? No. Of uh, any kind. I'm assuming it's, it's in a few. It's, it's in, in a few weeks, isn't it, between oh, Calgary off. and Winnipeg, right? It's in November, is it not? The Heritage Classic is this Saturday. Oh, is it really? Yeah, Whoa. this Saturday. I know. I thought it was. In, no, I thought it was in November. Wow, they haven't hyped it up at all. It's that's but bad. To be fair, the Heritage Classic never gets hyped up as much as the Winter Classic. Though. Sure, but it's an outdoor hockey game. Like I like at least Sportsnet I, should have a bunch of promos like, for I don't it even or something. Know, where, where is it though? I, I don't uh, care about hometown hockey next places. week. I care about the outdoor game that's this Saturday. Come on. Are we going to talk about if we care about the yeah, outdoor so games? I don't. <laughs> now, do I? let me give you some context. I did some tell, research. Tell us why they personally bug you. Is it because the Vancouver Canucks are 0-1? It's because Vancouver's <laughs> only outdoor game absolutely destroyed and, the franchise. And they lost to the Ottawa uh, Senators, Luongo and then Luongo got play. traded. It was just, yeah. That's right. It, yeah. So the Ottawa Senators ruined the Vancouver Canucks. Yeah. Love that. Anyway, history of outdoor games. First one was in 2003-2004. There was one game. In 07-08, there was one game, all winter classics. The one in 07-08, that was Pittsburgh-Buffalo, right? No idea. I'm just, I, I, I think that was the best one. 
that was probably the best one. The one where Crosby scored the shootout winner. You know which one I'm talking oh, about? The blue jersey. Or yeah. Whatever? Okay. That was the best one. Uh, 10 11, there were two the Winter Classic and the Heritage Classic. 11 12, there was one, obviously 0 and 12 13. 13 14, there were six uh, the Winter Classic, four Stadium Series games with the uh, two in California and the Heritage Classic. I yeah, believe that's right. that, that, was, that was that crazy that was year. That Heritage Classic that we were talking yep. about. So that kind of started. Um, that's kind of, pardon me. That's kind of, kind of when I was like, this is not, this is not fun anymore. Fourteen, fifteen, there were two. Fifteen, sixteen, there were three. Sixteen, seventeen, there were four, including the Centennial Classic. Seventeen, eighteen, there were three, including the NHL One Hundred, uh, in which, in which uh, <laughs> Ottawa beat Montreal by a score of three nothing. I'd be curious to see Ottawa's record in outdoor games. They're two and zero. Two and zero. Two and zero. That was uh, a really crappy game for Montreal. That was such a 18, great game. 19, that was, there that was like two. The, sorry, that was the last good like Carlson memory I have was that game because he was like awesome that game and dancing All around right, on the I bench. would like to. In nineteen twenty, there I, were uh, this year. There's three. I don't think the Pittsburgh. Um, I don't think the Pittsburgh Buffalo. One, I think the Toronto Detroit one was by far the shootout. It was super snowy. The yeah, that one's were beautiful. Good. That was like that's. I think that was the best one. But yeah. it's just a good game. It's not. I don't think the fact that it's outdoors really makes a difference. I don't know. I, I still. I still. But like the NHL thinks it does. That's, okay, if, that's what okay, bothers me. Okay, if you're there, it's all about the atmosphere. That the planes go by. It's in this giant stadium. They have a bunch of spectacles and all that stuff. That's cool well, if you're there. But if you're when not it's there, in Los Angeles. Yeah, but like if, if you're there, it's going to be enjoying. Other than that, like, watch, like I'm, I'm not going to get more excited about watching a Winter Classic on the TV. Like no one. Like I don't care that much. But if you're going to be there, it's obviously going to make for a better experience two things that's fair if there was one game a year i would probably if there's one outdoor game a year winter classic say every uh january 1st i would probably intentionally watch it yeah um, i do yeah i don't though um okay well you know what pat <laughs> no the, like i don't I, I the world doesn't revolve around you pat disagrees i i don't know i'm not gonna specifically bookmark or, or run to the TV because the Winter Classic's on it. Okay, so well, I wouldn't that's, either. But, that's just a difference. But I do. if there was one, if there's one a, one a year, I would. Like, that's pretty cool. But when there's been... So it sounds like uh, you do like it more than I do. When there's been, hold on, 11, 15, 18, 20. So when there's been 23 in the past six seasons, like... Can, can I give my opinion? Because I have, like, a different yeah, one ahead, than everybody. Right. I like the outdoor games, personally. I think they are quite the spectacle. Um... I think the early years they did a good job of picking venues and stuff like that. Like Boston Philly played at Fenway, didn't they? That was pretty um, awesome. Uh Chicago and uh Detroit played at Wrigley. Like there have been some like awesome venues. They have to get the Detroit and Toronto was at like the Michigan Bowl or wherever it was, and they had a hundred thousand people there. They have to nail the venues for it. That's my thing. Um I'm not so sure i like anymore i think they've overdone it like they they got to mix up the teams and i think they've done a good job of doing that this year like nashville and dallas are both playing so they're incorporating more teams into it like we have the blackhawks every year which we don't need and i think blackhawks oh, yeah. fans there's will like, agree with that too because like the blackhawks record in those games are terrible like they've only won one of seven or something but for me here's my proposition for it blackhawks, if they're gonna if they're gonna continue with the outdoor games Pick different venues. So if you're going to have, for instance, uh, Vancouver and Montreal play, don't play in Vancouver or Montreal. Go play somewhere else in Canada. Like the Calgary-Winnipeg game, I think that's great because they're doing it out in Saskatchewan. I think that's awesome. Go play somewhere else. Go the, play out in Quebec City for the Vancouver The Ducks and Montreal. Kings played in Dodger Stadium, though. Like, I don't... Yeah. But who's going to watch the... 
I don't like that. That was a, that game was weird because there was all the green grass around. That that game was weird. Yeah, that like, and the, it's, like the it's venue just, just didn't look good, right. right? They have to nail the venues. My other proposition would be um, to cancel the outdoor games outright and invest more into the global series. Yeah, I like that yes, idea. I would more. agree. With yeah, that. I like I the idea that. of going yeah. to play in Europe more. If they're yeah. gonna do some abroad games or some big spectacle games. I would say invest in the global series more. Go move more teams out into Europe and go play in all these different. Are countries. they going to Europe again this year, or just that they already did? I know. Are they going? They're not going again. I don't think so. Chicago. I would do Philly. like go send Edmonton and uh, Calgary because they've got two German players. Go send uh, Dreisaitl and Reeder out and play in Germany, or literally go do a game in England. There's like the English Professional uh, Ice Hockey League. Like, go do that. Go send a couple of teams out there. Like, uh, I'm trying to think. Chicago's got Brendan Perlini. He's English. Go send go send the Blackhawks to go play out in England. Like I that, would, yeah. I would, I would be all in favor of those two options. So you either change the venues and the locations of where they're doing these outdoor games, which they're starting to do. In fairness, yeah, I, commend, I like that. Like the NHL has done really well. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Series, I like go that's... go play like some crazy places in the United States, or go do an outdoor game in Europe. That would be awesome. Or just cancel the outdoor games altogether, or shorten it. To just one a year, maybe pick a different date than New Year's Day because I don't get the whole big obsession with outdoor games and New Year's Day. Oh, it's like it's at yeah. this point it's tradition. I think it's kind of nice. okay. Sure. Like so, either just do one a year and invest more in the global series, or cancel the outdoor games yeah. altogether and agree. just go yeah. hard and invest into the global series because I think the global series is great. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Luke yep. agrees, but I he also, also doesn't agree. agree. Pat agrees. Uh, let's talk quickly. We've got eight minutes left here. Um, it's gone by quick. Currently, yeah. the division leaders are Washington, uh, two points above second place. Uh, Buffalo, three points above second place. Uh, Colorado, four points above second place. And Edmonton, three points above second place. Who, I know Pat kind of touched on this, but um, how confident are you guys in the division leaders as of now? I know Patrick doesn't like Buffalo. Buffalo, not at all. No. I wouldn't be surprised if Buffalo manages to make it interesting and be in contention for that wildcard spot. They're definitely not a top three team in the Atlantic division. Like, there's four teams at least better than them. And I wasn't including Montreal in that. I'm sorry, Pat. Um, It wouldn't surprise me if Buffalo is in the mix for a playoff spot. I don't know if they're ready yet because the top-end talent's not quite all there. Um, I'm very confident in Colorado. Yeah, and Washington is the usual suspect, right? They're always going to be in and around it. Who'd you say it was for the Pacific? Is Edmonton. It okay, yeah, that's no, an intro. I not think... confident. Again, wouldn't surprise me if Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl can carry Edmonton and they make it interesting, and they're in the mix for a playoff spot. But I, I think, think, again, I think Vegas is going to win that division. Um, but with the starts that Calgary and San Jose are both having. Um, it wouldn't surprise me at all if Edmonton can make it interesting. But I still like Arizona in that division too. I think Edmonton um may This be... great this great start's gonna help them down the stretch. Edmonton might be their the real deal. Like if they Probably continue not, if they continue this great start like to around the fifteen to twenty game mark and like again, it's gonna be like Buffalo last year. They just don't have to freak it like Buffalo did. They just have to play solid hockey yeah. for the rest of the year and they're gonna have a really, really good shot. I mean they're kind of freaking it right now yeah, i'm very confident in colorado i don't know if we're gonna do cup picks or if you guys did cup picks but no we're, we're not doing um, we're not doing cup picks Winnipeg, quite yet patty um 
Winnipeg's going to fall. I, I don't know. Edmonton, like, watching them, what, McDavid's Winnipeg. just single-handedly carrying them, and it just, like, he's... Like okay, he's but, literally unstoppable. I don't. I don't know. But like, it, sorry. So McDavid's Mc, the McDavid is single-handedly carrying them, but he's literally cycle. unstoppable. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Well, it's good and bad. But but are, do you think it's enough to? I don't know. Like Nick, like towards... Nick said, like it'll help them down the stretch. I don't know. I don't think it's sustainable. They're seven and one right now. That's all. They're not going to keep going. But well, obviously, yeah. Like they're gonna. They're... I, I could see them. I don't know. It's really tough. Like teams, like no one expected Dallas to start this poorly. No one expected San Jose to start this poorly last year with, um, with St. Louis. Like, like parity is real in the NHL. I don't think people focus enough on that. But um, I wouldn't. Yeah, I, I would. Th- I wouldn't count out Arizona. Even Nashville. I feel like. The, but it's again, it's really early. The West so it's hard is. To say. I think the West is far from kind of settling down right now. Um, I would say the East is a bit more. Uh, reasonable. Obviously, uh, teams like Tampa and Buffalo aren't maybe where they should be. Um, Even Florida, again, maybe. we're so early, but it's early. Yeah, Florida too. I think yeah, Florida's Florida has to be good, look, right? How I see it, we're all gonna look really stupid come April for one reason or another. Exactly. It's early. It's early. Quickly, uh, our teams. Minutes. We haven't. Uh, really touched on um, I mean there's not much to touch on for me the Suns are bad one, they're one, playing six and one. bad it's hard it's so hard to watch games like I, I sat down and watched that you. game versus Dallas last night and it was just absolute debacle they looked bad from start to finish they somehow only kept it to two nothing and then scored a goal late to make it interesting which was kind of funny but it, it's hard to watch we all know what the story is with Ottawa the only thing that's going to be worth watching is the draft lottery over to Vancouver and Montreal because you guys Montreal is four three and two. Yeah, there's not really much going on. Kincaid had a nice say the other day, but other than that, that was a good pickup. <laughs> That's yeah. all Montreal. Uh, that was a that was a good underrated pickup. <laughs> Kincaid had yeah. one nice save. I, I like a few Kincaid. days ago. Um, I like his emojis on Twitter. Yeah, no, he's he's got a good Twitter presence, but good locker room guy. Yeah, Montreal doesn't play till <laughs> do Thursday. That, do, how how do you think that Twitter presence contributes to his on ice game? Well, pretty well, obviously. Yeah, he made that one good save a few nights ago. Yeah, so NHL put it on their Instagram. So. Oh, really? Um, and also Saturday, Habs Leafs. That'll be another... Uh, Are they playing this Saturday? Yeah, yeah that'll be a hostile Everyone will be watching their Heritage the, Classic, uh, though. Yeah, no, they won't. At the Homewood household, we have a we have a watch party. That'll be very hostile. Sorry, please specify again. what the Homewood household is for the viewers that don't know yeah. your insight. Like we got a lot of viewers listeners. who just uh, listen to us for our content. They don't know who we that are. That consists of myself, Drew. Um, they don't know who They don't know who Drew is. They don't Hot know Seat who Hardy is. and Kyle Cushman from we don't, KMN. No, they don't, he doesn't have a show. They don't. They, yeah, don't, they have a show. I like their show. Okay. Um, anyway, there'll be a, we'll be watching it. Okay. Now, since we have, what is Sorry, it, three minutes go. left, we need at least 10 minutes here okay. for how the what? Canadian election affects the Toronto Maple Leafs. Oh, true. Well, okay. we should have had 50. Yeah. But, um, talk about Vancouver. Yeah. Let's What's hear about Vancouver. There? What's How's going Bo- on with you guys? Well, there? Vancouver's 5 3 0. Um, they've won what, five straight? No, uh, four of their last five. That's good. No, five That's of good. their last six is what I meant to say. They yes. had a four-game win streak. Um, yeah, they just lost one nothing to New Jersey. That was a. That oh, was right, actually right. a really good game. How but, does it uh, feel to have the worst Hughes? <laughs> I don't know. You'd have to ask a New Jersey fan. Oh, that's good. That's good. That was a little sound effect there. Uh, yeah, I'll, just, I'll press some buttons on the board. <laughs> something will happen. Um, I'm feeling um, okay to good. I'd probably rate my feel at about a seven out of ten. For Are they Vancouver. a playoff team? Yeah, 
I th- yeah, yes, I think they're a wild card team. So let's play. I, mean, I put them. I think third Pacific. Let's play division. rank the Pacific. Okay, are they I better? Are I they better than day. Vegas? <laughs> no. Um, hold on, I'm just gonna pull are, up. I'm gonna go, are they better? Hold on. No, no, no. I'm asking you, I'm just in your opinion. Are they better than Vegas? No. Are they better than Calgary? Don't you dare! Don't you uh, dare! That's a softer no than the Vegas answer. Are they better than San Jose? Maybe. Well. We take a look at the standings. <laughs> Are they better than Edmonton? That is a big maybe. Are they better than Arizona? Yes. I hardly disagree with that. Like I completely disagree with that one. I think I, it, I disagree. It, with Arizona. You Arizona just bodied uh, Winnipeg and Nashville this week, and they looked very good against the Senators. I think Arizona is finally going to do it this year. Do what? Do what? what make, make the, the playoffs. Play- make the, the playoffs. <laughs> John uh, Chayka is my man. Nick's a big John Chayka fan. Nick's a big analytics guy, just in case you were never... I don't know. If John Chayka was so good, Arizona wouldn't be one below right, you know Vancouver. I, 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 I'm not listening to any John Chayka slander. I'm out of... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I think Vancouver has a has a shot. I wish, um, just as a side note, I wish Benning wasn't uh, re-upped for this season because then he has nothing on the line. But who cares? JT Miller is producing... Um, way more than anyone would have expected. I kind of would like that was a good pickup. I don't think anybody disagreed that it was a good pickup, uh, but just the price paid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no one wants to see that first round pick go. Pedersen, Besser, Horvat could probably um, pick it up a bit, but uh, you know we're early. We'll see. Pedersen still has um, a chance. Okay, thirty seconds left. How's the Canadian election affect the Leafs? Well, we did pretty well at not talking about the Leafs. The Leafs aren't Um, very good. Are they? They're not. They're just not a good team. I'm sorry. I, just Pretenders? like my last point of the day, I want to read out that tweet I saw earlier. It was you like the little handshake. 17 seconds. Between the Leafs and the Conservative Party and losing in the first round. Okay, bye. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for listening to Episode 9 of Take to Take. We'll be back uh, next week with more uh, Leafs Takes. talk. Actually, definitely not. We'll see.